Hi guys, this is your husband's anatomist. You are now checked into the rehab. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Yay! Now, if you made it this far, congratulations, because 2020 was one of those years where you have to be like, shit, I just want to get to the end of this year and I'm automatically a winner. So if you're listening to this, you have freaking won the lotto and you should be so freaking grateful that you're alive. And if you're healthy, then gosh, I don't know what else you could want. Um, I hope everyone listening had an absolutely amazing New Year's and the holiday season. And I hope it was full of laughter, joy, you know, the kind that really just makes your stomach hurt, like that kind of happiness. Um, And I hope whatever it is that you wish for and you hope for this year, uh, I pray that all of those wishes and dreams come true. So I was going to kick off this year with a very happy, jolly, exciting sort of topic. But then I thought, nah, because that's what everyone's going to be expecting. And I love the shock factor. So we are going to do something completely opposite in terms of what we're going to talk about today. But it is something that is very, very relevant, that it's going to be helpful. And I want you to get your mind right for this entire year. And that's why I think it's so important to kind of talk about this topic. All right, so without further suspense, today we're going to talk about Anger Management 101. I know what you're thinking. Why on earth would we be talking about that on this particular podcast? And I'm going to tell you, most people that have anger issues don't actually think that they have an anger issue, except for the people that are around them. And... Even though you may not realize or you may not see that as a big deal, it really is. Because when you have a difficult time dealing with anger or controlling anger, assuming that it's you with the problem, that can not only affect your health, that can affect your mindset, it certainly seeps into your life and it most definitely affects your relationships, which is why it's something that If you are starting to experience the beginning of that, then you definitely need to take charge. If you're already someone that deals with some of the anger problems, then this episode is certainly for you. On the flip side, if you're dealing with someone that has anger issues, then there's certain things that I'm going to talk about today where you can be instrumental in helping whoever that person is in your life. And guys, Here is the the reason why I want to do this episode at the start of 2021. There's so many people that in 2019 and beyond did not have anger issues. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just always mad or you're always upset. It can be something as small as that people are just more on edge. But gosh, after going through 2020... I don't know about all of you, (laughs) even I've had moments where I'm just more upset and it's not always the current situation. It's not always even the person that unfortunately is at the receiving end of it, but it's just life. Like when you think about, and it doesn't even have to be anything personal, but when you just think about the world and the roller coaster that we've all been on this last year, it honestly is nothing short of a movie. 
part tragedy, part horror, part shock. I'm hoping there was romance and love in there somewhere for all of you, but definitely a movie full of twists and turns. And even if you are the nicest, sweetest, most calm person on the planet, I feel like 2020 has pushed people's buttons in ways that was just unimaginable. And even if you didn't have any situations that may have caused you to be angry, just being at home, being isolated from the world, not being able to see your loved ones, even that has caused people to be more aggressive. Uh, People have also been more depressed. So it just seems sort of appropriate to kick off the year by getting everyone on a much calmer mode and kind of press the reset button. And what I invite all of you to do is take a journey with me throughout this episode. I want you to be super relaxed. I want you to be calm. And I want you to think about everything that we talk about today in the context of you. Whether you're somebody that's going through it um, firsthand or you're somebody that's experiencing it from someone else. And... I want you to put yourself in the different situations that I talk about. Think of the different advice and the tips that I give you in today's episode on how that can apply to you and yourself and your life. And my goal for today's episode is wherever you're starting this journey with me on for the the next few minutes, when you get to the end of it, If there's just one thing that you can take away that you think can help either you or someone in your life, then that's all I'm hoping to get out of this episode. And I I wish and I hope that all of you have sort of just cleared your mind and are just mentally prepared for like this next year and are in that mindset of being excited, being hopeful, Um, looking at a blank slate on what's to come and just put all of that positive energy out there. But the way positive energy works is we first have to cleanse ourselves of the things that may be lingering from situations past, from instances that may have happened before, from hurt or anger that you may not have dealt with. So that is going to be today's episode and I'm going to try to be super calm with my own voice so you can be in this journey and you could be relaxed and I'm not going to lie I've seen one too many commercials of calm which is like a app that you can download that helps you fall asleep (laughs) so in some weird way that's just has stayed with me for the last few days And um, hence why I'm trying to work on my voice just being calmer for this episode. So as I alluded to earlier in the episode, anger can come in many, many forms. It can be something that's drastic where someone could be aggressive or violent or anger could just be making snide comments or remarks. And Anger is also something that you can experience but not express, which in my opinion is one of the worst forms of anger. I think 
if you really express it in a violent way, then that's really bad. But then if you don't express it at all and you just internalize how you're feeling, then that's just as bad. Because in one instance, you're causing harm to someone else. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, you're hurting yourself. And I've actually seen this in people where they could be really, really upset and angry about things. But because they internalize it and they don't talk about it, that ends up impacting their health, which is honestly the biggest concern of anger is the impact that it has on your health. And obviously, if something is going to be impacting your health, it's going to be impacting your body or health even in your mind then that will certainly seep into your life. It's going to impact the people that are around you. It's going to put a strain on relationships, maybe even put distance between you and the people that you love just because you are either difficult to deal with or you don't say anything and you just hold grudges. So my first bit of advice, regardless of how much anger you have or what's caused that anger is to talk about it because when you talk about something that is bothering you whether it's just a one-time instance or if it's something that is reoccurring you release a lot of that emotion you release that anxiousness you release that anxiety associated with it and that automatically will get you to feel a lot better about the situation and will get you to be a lot more calmer about the situation. Now, when I say that you need to express it, I certainly don't mean shout, yell, scream. Um, Although in some moments that can be cathartic, generally it just leads to more fights. So if you are in a state When something makes you really, really angry, and like I said, it can be something that just happens one time and it just gets you from zero to 100, or it can be something that a person or people keep doing over and over again and that's pushed you over the edge. I want you to take a minute when you feel that anger coming on. And for different people, it's different um, in terms of how that anger comes on. For some people, you'll see their face change. For other people, you could see them trying to control themselves, but it's almost like a lid that's about to blow off. For other people, which honestly I think is the scariest, is when they're just totally calm and just they've tuned you out. Um, So whichever form your anger takes right before you're about to erupt, that should sort of be your warning signal that... I'm going to be angry and I'm going to be expressive, but not expressing myself in the healthiest way. Now, if you are on the receiving end of it and you're dealing with someone that has a lot of anger, there's also cues or telltale signs where you'll notice that this certain person, right before they get angry, it's X, Y, and Z. Or you'll notice that there's certain triggers that gets this person to be upset doesn't mean that those triggers come from you. It could just be things that happen in their life. And you just happen to notice that every time one thing happens, it causes them to be upset or angry and then blow off. Um, So in 
either scenario, when there are triggers that take place, if it's you, count to 10 in your own mind. Just very slowly count the seconds. Go from one to 10. And I promise you, if you don't rush through it and you just count to 10, however angry you are going to be in your expression, it's going to level down. I'm not saying it's not going to come out. You're not going to erupt. You probably will. Just like anything in life, we have to condition ourselves to change. And change doesn't happen overnight. So count to 10. And then yourself, you should feel the anger not being as high or you not being as volatile or as aggressive or as mean verbally as you would have been had you not done that exercise. If you are a bystander, then when you notice someone in terms of the trigger building up and their pressure going up, get that person to count to 10. I'm not sure you'll be successful in holding them off for entire 10 seconds. Do it for five. Each time you do the exercise with that person, add another second to it. And here's the reason why. Most of the time when people get angry, it's almost a learned impulsive reaction to something that we're really upset about. It's not something that we just go through the first time and it sticks with us. It's years of us just processing how we get and then it just gets worse and worse and worse unless you actually work on it. So just like our anger on day one didn't get to be that extreme, for us to change, it's not going to be an overnight thing either. But when you give people the time to think, about what the situation is or what they're really upset about and you give them that little pause. Usually, not 100% of the time, but usually, the person will take that moment to maybe somehow rationalize what has happened and if what they're about to do is warranted or not. Does that mean that they're not going to explode anyways? Yes, they probably will in the beginning. But as I said, it's not going to be as dramatic as it would have been otherwise. Now, the second thing that this accomplishes it, if you get someone to communicate, um, and that's like the whole goal of this exercise, that for about 10 seconds, they take a pause. So instead of them just blurting out and screaming and yelling or however they express their anger, if they take a pause, that gives them a moment to collect their thoughts. And then you, whether you're the person communicating it because you're the, the angry person or someone's on the receiving end, communicate how you're feeling. Communicate why you're feeling the way you're feeling, if you're upset, why you're upset, what caused you to be upset. And this is very, very crucial because unfortunately, when someone is upset, whether they're violent or screaming or whether they don't talk at all in any of these scenarios, unless they communicate and tell people that either cause them to be upset or just happen to be bystanders that have to deal with somebody being upset. If you communicate and tell them what the problem is and why you feel the way that you feel, the person on the receiving end could be a lot more understanding about, okay, this is the part that I may have played in this. Here's a little bit of uh, advice. 
anytime we communicate, and we've talked about this in other episodes as well, try to use the word I. I feel. I thought. I figured. And what that does is it shifts the blame away from the other person. Because you see, most of the time when people are angry, people tend to say, you did this. Why did you take this? Or why did you? And it's always in a manner where it's attacking the person on the other end. Even if it's not that person's fault. Let's say it's somebody else that made you upset. But you feel like you could take out this anger on this person because let's say they're your spouse or they're your significant other. So somehow you're upset about another situation. You'll come over here and you're talking to this person and then they become like your your punching bag because you know that they care about you, they love you, so they'll just deal with it. And then instead of you saying that person got you upset because if you were to ever explain to someone that you're angry but you're angry at someone else and what caused it, the person would be a lot more willing to listen to you because the blame's not them. They don't have to go into defense. But oftentimes when people are upset or angry, they could be upset or angry at someone else, then still come and talk to you. And then somehow in the middle of the conversation, it ends up being the things that they start telling you that they're mad about with you. But you weren't the person that caused them to be angry, at least not in this situation. So you see, how it's so important not only to communicate but to communicate in a manner where you are expressing yourself without attacking the other person and the reason why that's so important is when you're not attacking someone not only will they be receptive to listen to you and hear you out in terms of what you're saying they will also be more willing and that's something else that you should do or rather like the third tip in all of this would be to come up with solutions together. Now, the solutions could be, I'm angry, I'm upset, I need anger management, what am I going to do about it? Or, I'm always angry at you because you do X, Y, and Z. So what are we going to do about it? Or, in the third scenario, I'm upset at something else, but I take it out on you because I know that you put up with me. So, Regardless of the situation that you're in, you should always come up with solutions. Now, here's a bit of advice. Don't try to come up with solutions in the heat of the moment because it almost never works. Get the person to calm down first, which is the the first step or the first thing you should do. Get them to count to 10. If it's you, count to 10 yourself. Second, communicate effectively. Express how you feel, but express it after you've calmed down. Don't try to just be in the moment, be upset, and then have a verbal diarrhea. Be calm and then express yourself. Express yourself however you're feeling, whether you're hurt, why you're angry, uh, what caused it, um, why you feel like you have a right to be like this, X, Y, and Z, whatever the conversation is, express it. After that, together, if there's another party involved, come up with a solution. If it's just you, because sometimes this does happen, people will bounce around from one person to another person, whether it's a relationship or in a family dynamic where different family members will start telling them that, hey, you really have like an anger problem or your friends can intervene at points. And if the person is just doing self-reflection, then yourself come up with solutions. What do I need to do to fix this issue? 
as I mentioned, it does impact a lot of your life, not just relationships. And if you let it get out of hand, which is usually what ends up happening, if you don't deal with your anger in a timely and in a healthy manner, your anger tends to escalate. That's why people that become or are violent, they didn't normally. Now, there are certainly exceptions, but they don't usually start off with being violent on day one. It's learned behavior that has gotten gone untreated. And as a result, they've conditioned themselves to just express their emotions in an unhealthy manner. So it's so crucial for people to like take a step back and just really think about what's a logical situation and solution that I want to have where my anger can be expressed in a healthier way. Now, does this mean that you should never be angry? Obviously not. (laughs) We are all human beings. We will all have moments where we're upset about things, where we say things that we don't mean. It's a real problem when it's a pattern and it just consistently happens and it starts to negatively impact your life or your relationships. That's when it's a real problem. Um, If you have occasional flare-ups, if you give someone the the middle finger in the middle of traffic, I mean, I'm not saying it's legit, but you know what? It happens. We all have those moments when we lose our shit. But if every single day you're upset about things, then it's time to step back and be like, why am I always on this emotional roller coaster? Because as I mentioned, it's not good for your health either. For you to be on that emotional roller coaster, it's going to impact all of your body. It's going to impact your mind. And eventually, it will get to a point where if you don't take care of it, it will be a real problem in your life. That's why it's so crucial to just come up with solutions, but come up with solutions that are realistic for you. For example, do you need to check into a rehab just because you have anger management or just because you had a couple of episodes? No. But are there exercises that you can do to relieve yourself of stress? Yes. Then that's like a solution. You can go work out. That's a great way to deal with anger. In fact, that's one of the things that I personally do and I I love. I love working out when I'm upset. (laughs) Sometimes I wait for someone to make me upset because I know I can go to the gym and have an incredible workout. So have an outlet. If you draw, if you paint, uh, if you build things, whatever your outlet is, channel that anger into that, that hobby or that activity that you enjoy. And here's why. Remember when I said, take a pause thing, take like 10 seconds, Think and then speak. Anytime you do an activity or go do a hobby, that 10-second pause increases. So instead of you just having 10 seconds and then having a conversation after, if you excuse yourself at the moment and you go do something that you love, that you're passionate about, that you really enjoy, and you can channel all of this in, it gives you longer time to think. It gives you the time to think about how you feel, how you want to handle the situation, maybe even be unbiased and say, was I right to say those things or was I in the wrong? And once you've really thought, thought it all out and processed how you feel, 
it's easy to come up with the solution. And the reason why it's easy for you to come up with the solution is because it's not a split-second decision. You've really thought about the situation from every angle. And the solution that you come up with is going to be more comprehensive. It's not going to be just a Band-Aid that you put on a wound. It's going to be literally, okay, this problem I have, I've had it for a while. I've tried a couple of things. They don't work. How can this work for me? And the solution for one person may not be the solution for another. So you know yourself best. If you're dealing with someone that has anger issues, then hopefully you know that person. But you also know you. You know what works for you and you know what doesn't work for you. So that gives you time to really process what's going on and how to really handle the situation and make sure that whatever solution you come up with for that situation, it's going to be the best for your scenario. One thing that I will say in all of this is whether you're the person that's dealing with anger or you're on the receiving end of it, don't hold grudges. Don't hold grudges against someone that's having flare-ups, especially when they're trying to change. And don't continuously feel bad about yourself if you keep doing something, but you know that you're working at it. Because sometimes people get really, really frustrated that if they're dealing with like anger and they, they lose their shit and they just feel guilty and they feel bad about how they're making somebody else feel, I'm not saying that that emotion is not valid because it is. If you're making somebody feel bad, you should, should feel a little bit of remorse about it. But you can't feel so bad that it hinders your change because you get to a point where you just think that you're a terrible human being because of what you did, because that's not healthy and that's not going to help you actually change. So be mindful of that because sometimes people that are on the receiving end of anger tend to hold grudges because they just think that the other person's doing it on purpose. And let's be honest, you know your situation the best. If someone is really a jerk and they are doing it, because they think they can get away with it or because they, they want to continue treating you that way, then of course, remove yourself from that situation. But if you know that someone's trying to change, but they're struggling with it, then give them a pass. If you see them genuinely make an effort, then be more of a, a partner to them and say, we can get through this together. Um, and then if you're the person that has the anger, be a little bit kinder to yourself. As I mentioned, this is learned behavior and it's learned behavior over a period of time. Sometimes it's not even that you're an angry person, but you could just be dealing with so many things in life. And honestly, I think 2020 was a great example of this, where even the nicest people hit their breaking points because they were just emotionally dealing with so much, uh, whether it was just friends, family, love, life, or just the world in general, that every time you watch TV, there's something depressing or there's something new to worry about. And that in itself can get people to be just be more anxious, be more aggressive, be more angry, 
Um, so if you are noticing that in yourself, then just acknowledge that that's not you. I mean, unless you just are a terrible person, <laughs> you know, assuming that you're not. Acknowledge that that's not you, but also identify what's driving that behavior. Why are you like this? I'll use myself as an example. I've had moments where if there's just too many things that I've dealt with um, in, in life, it's, if it's just been kind of back to back, I've noticed in myself that I am way more sarcastic, um, basically on the edge of kind of being mean. And I do have anger and it comes out and it comes out even when I don't think that it's coming out because when you are angry, sometimes it doesn't mean that you're yelling and screaming at people. Sometimes it's just snarky remarks that you're making to people because people express anger in different, different ways. As I said, some people don't even talk to you and that's how they express anger because they internalize all of that. So when you notice that there's something in your life that's causing you to be like that, or it could be stress, it could be anxiety, then you need to either seek help with the people that are in your life or a professional, if it makes sense, or take a step back and say, how am I going to deal with this? I don't like the person that I'm becoming or I don't like what I'm doing or I recognize that how I'm behaving is not okay. What am I going to do about it? And by being a little bit kind to yourself, you are acknowledging that that's not really who you are. But you need to change because you're headed in a direction of being someone that you don't want to be. And I think that re realization and that acceptance is just so huge in taking a step back. Now, if you're in a relationship and your partner is the one that has anger, instead of you just saying, why are you always angry? Why are you always angry? And just kind of taunting and feeding that cycle, take a step back and just have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation of saying, I know that this isn't you. And it's so important to start with that because you're not making the person go on the defense. You're not shaming them. You're not making them feel bad about themselves. And as a result, they'll be receptive to hearing you out and to listen to what you're saying. And then together, come up with a solution. And guys, here's the thing about this. Whether you're dealing with anxiety, stress, depression, whatever, and I'm going to talk about a lot of those things uh, in 2021, the really amazing thing about going through any of that stuff is that it gives you the opportunity to really strengthen the bond with the people that are in your life especially when it's somebody close and it's somebody that you love hopefully you will find someone that you want to spend the rest or most of your life with and that's going to involve a lot of ups and downs the person's going to change you're going to change hopefully the two of you will evolve for the better but it's not always smooth sailing. There's going to be bumps in the road. So instead of looking at this as a deal breaker, because that's what some people do, when they realize that the going gets tough, they run away. And as a result, they never really develop meaningful relationships with anyone because they don't want to work through the hard times. If you do have someone in your life that you absolutely love and you notice them going through changes and you notice them struggling, you notice them uh, having more anger, then use that as an opportunity to get closer. Use that as an opportunity to help them get out of all of this. 
in my opinion, some of the best relationships that I've seen is that when one person picks up the other and then the other person picks up the first person. So both parties take turns between being the rock and I think it's the feather. Um, but I'm not sure if it's the feather. So the point is that you all always don't have to be the tough one. Sometimes it's nice to just break down your barriers. And if you take turns doing that, where one person is always the, the strength uh, and the pillar, and then the other person can be a little bit more vulnerable or take chances in life, and if you both play those roles, then you have an amazing partnership. Because if you pick someone that complements you, doesn't mean that they're exactly like you, but that makes up for what you're lacking. It means that their personality will be different than yours. Um, and I know it goes in the completely opposite direction of what most people think a great relationship should be. Don't look for someone that's exactly like you. I know it's so tempting. All of us want somebody that's exactly like us. Until we get that and then we realize we actually don't really like us. So fix someone that is a bit different from you, but that understands you, that supports you, that's there for you. And that can help you be the best version of you. That's truly an amazing partnership to find that. And if you have something like that in life, uh, that would lead to both of you not expressing anger in the same way, both of you not being upset about the same things, which means that one person can help the other when they're going through these roadblocks and these challenges. And as always, with anything that's difficult in life, use humor, inject humor into your situation. When you see that someone's angry, and I've done it a thousand times over, when you see that someone's angry and they're about to blow up, or they're about to do something, um, whether it's violent or just verbally attack or whatnot, do something a little bit silly and a little bit stupid. Because you know what? That takes the edge off of that person. And I don't care what you're upset about. If something is funny, it'll get you to pause or maybe laugh. And it'll soften up the mood just a wee bit. And that way you can get someone out of that rage or that anger and be a little bit more calmer. And then try some of the other techniques that I mentioned. Um, fun fact. So this is something that people have tried on me and it actually works. It's worked almost every time where even when I am upset about something and in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to stay upset. <laughs> if someone does something really, really funny, that laughter, in, in my case, and I'm sure in a lot of yours, it gets you to forget what you're mad about. And when you forget what you're upset about, then it's easier to just take the edge off. Um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk about it. You most certainly should, and you should certainly address the problem. So I'm not saying make a joke every time somebody's upset and then all's well with the world. I'm saying if you see someone that's really, really upset, and then you see that they're about to erupt or blow up or just express it in a non-healthy way, then sometimes a bit of humor just takes the edge off. And when the person's calm, then communicate and have that talk with them. And then that way you can actually get through and have a productive dialogue 
and come, come up with solutions on how to fix this problem going forward. One thing that I will say about that is never ever just keep ignoring it. If it's you or if it's your partner or if it's a family member or a friend, don't just ignore the fact that they have anger problems. Don't ignore the fact about how it makes you feel because what's going to end up happening is then you create a pattern where maybe the other person thinks that it's okay for them to behave like this or if you're the person that gets upset, somebody's conditioning you now to continue speaking to them or acting in a way that's not healthy. And that, what that's going to do for you is it's going to create a very unhealthy dynamic with your interactions with people or with that particular person. And that's never a good sign because when something turns into an unhealthy pattern of behavior, it's much harder to break. So when you do notice that somebody expresses themselves um, in a very angry, non-healthy way, then it's time to address that. You don't always have to do it at the moment. Sometimes you can have a conversation after the fact if it's like the first time. But definitely make sure that you do talk about it. And as I mentioned, anger management is a real thing. We all need to work on anger management. Even if you're not someone that gets angry all of the time, let's say you only get mad once a year. If once a year you're throwing things, you're punching walls and whatnot, then you know what? That's a problem. Because maybe you get to that stage because you don't talk about things that bother you along the way. And then when you do blow up, you blow up and it's chaotic and it's not healthy to the hundredth degree. So that's why it's so, so, so important. And honestly, if you look at just people around, like if you look at your community, if you look at your environment, I bet you there's more angry people, more stressed out people, more depressed people. And a lot of that has to do with this roller coaster ride. So that's why I just thought it was so important to kind of start this year on this note because I've heard it from countless individuals about how they've noticed a lot of these things and a lot of them have expressed about how helpless they feel, whether it's their loved one that they're seeing uh, be more and more aggressive and violent and just angry at everyone or if it's things that they're noticing in themselves, they're not happy about that. And that's why I just thought it was such a different but a necessary topic to really talk about. And I hope some of the tips that I shared today are helpful to you or to someone that you love. Um, And my word of advice, guys, always is if you're upset about something, just think before you speak. Because oftentimes... When we blurt out something, it's a billion times worse, especially when it's in a, in a moment of rage or anger, than if we just give ourselves a minute to think about it. And the other thing that I would encourage all of you to do is always put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I know this is something that I do constantly, and it really does help me because even if I'm mad at someone, even if I'm annoyed at someone or if I'm stressed out sometimes I'm not saying this happens all the time but sometimes by putting myself on the receiving end uh, of a conversation or of an action it gets me to be a little bit more humble 
and it makes me think twice about carrying out whatever it is that I wanted to do. Because as I've mentioned before on this podcast, people are fighting their own battles and not everyone is brave enough or, and not everyone wants to share what that battle is. So give people a benefit of the doubt that if they've said something and they apologize for it, then you know what? If it wasn't them and they didn't mean it, give them a pass. Talk about it, but give them a pass because there's just so much going on in this world. People are just going through so many things that everyone's on edge. (laughs) Maybe not all the time, but everyone's had those moments, I think, last year and maybe trickling into this year. And um, with just all of the uncertainty uh, in this world, you just got to appreciate life. You got to appreciate the fact that if you're alive and you're healthy, um, if your loved ones are with you and if they're alive and healthy, that's a lot to be thankful for. So the little things in life, you got to just sometimes brush off your shoulder and just not stress about it, not let it get to you, not let it disturb your mental peace. Because in the grand scheme, it's really not worth it. And honestly, there's a quote that I read uh, when I was maybe in like 10th grade that sort of always um, comes back to my mind from time and time again. And it said something like, if in five years it doesn't matter, then don't spend more than five seconds thinking about it. And sometimes things like that give you a perspective that in the moment maybe you're really really upset about something but if you pause and you're like does this really matter in five years will I even remember this in five years if the answer is no then it's really just not worth your peace of mind and I hope in 2021 and beyond you're selective about what you invest your energy into what you give your mind to what you give your emotions to. And I hope that all of the little things in life that are just not that important, you learn to just ignore, brush off, and just not be upset about going forward. And I encourage all of you to just focus on the the blessings and the best things that you have going on in life. And one exercise that's really, really helpful to do that is Anytime that you're upset, if you're really, really angry, and let's say if there's nobody around you for you to talk to and you don't want to pick up the phone and call someone, take a piece of paper, take a pen or a pencil, whatever's available, and just write. Don't do this on your computer or your laptop because typing is different. When you actually write it down, it's very therapeutic. Write down all of the things in your life that you are grateful for. Every single thing that you can think of. It could be something really, really small. Like I'm thankful for uh, being um, wrinkle-free. To I'm thankful for really looking good in red. Whatever it is. So just come up with your list. It doesn't matter if it's big things or small things. And just keep going one after the other. Just keep writing everything that you're thankful for. I promise you. If you do this exercise with a sound mind and with the intent of completing this exercise and feeling great about yourself, you won't even finish your list. You won't even finish writing all the things in your life that you're thankful for, but you will feel so much better. You'll feel so much more appreciative about who you are, where you are, whether you have a lot or whether you have little, you will be grateful for that. 
And whatever it is that's bothering you or that you were upset and angry about, I promise you, it's not going to seem that significant by the time you're done. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I certainly had so much fun putting it together for you guys. And I hope a lot of what I've shared is helpful to you and to your loved ones. And with that, so excited to kick off this year and look forward to a lot of new, fun, different episodes. Um, Until next time, I'm your host, Miss Anonymous. You are not checked out of the rehab. Bye, guys.